Jeff Hill plays out. What a lob! And there's Ray. He's open for the tie. All right, Danny. It's time. It's time to start this thing. New, new chapter in the We Want Our Sonics Back podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I am the big brother Dean, and with me is my little bro, Daniel, or Danny. Yep. You remember your name. Congratulations. I'm surprised. Um, you know, some days it's real hard. Like you start to wonder what day it is. You know, everyone's going back into their quarantine caves, and uh, so it's just like, what is it Christmas yet? I don't know. I just know when it's light and dark, but I don't know what time of day it is, morning or afternoon. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, like, I live in Canada, and so it's just dark. It's dark and snowy and cold, and that's just life now. So I, it can be 1 a.m. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, it is winter. Well, almost winter. So days get... <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> the days get no worries. shorter. That's right. That's right, man. And the days are getting shorter and shorter for the NBA. Oh, my goodness. We got so much stuff going on it's insane i i can't believe it i i made one more pass just to make sure that Woj didn't drop another bomb before we started this thing because it just seems like bombs are coming in like every five minutes i mean for real i was expecting like someone big to get traded overnight so i woke up at 3 a.m just to check twitter again yeah yeah and i'm i i guess like you know, anyone listening to this podcast, we've we've taken a couple weeks off, you know, during the very, very short off season. And, uh, you know, the last the last week, everything has kind of been decided that we are getting started with the new NBA season on December 22nd. Uh, and preseason starts like two weeks before that. And this week is like everything is happening. It's just like boom, boom, boom. So. It started on Sunday with, I think, wasn't it Woj or was it Shams? Um, the first tweet I saw was Shams. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. That guy always knows before stuff. Um, but, yeah, he dropped, he dropped a bomb that the Lakers had gotten Dennis Schroeder. I know. What are your thoughts on that as a Lakers fan? I've never, I've never been so happy to see a player go bye bye. Like Danny Green, we, you could, you can go back a couple episodes and you could hear me and Dan rant about Danny Green. Uh, but I, I say good riddance. I know some people are like, oh, he still has value and he's a good player. He just had a rough season. I don't care. You have a rough season in LA. See you later. You know, so, right. uh, he is not worth the money. And so they traded him and, um, you know, a pick and we get we get Dennis Schroeder. And 
I think it's great, man. I'm I am so happy with it. We get a good young point guard to run things. Uh, someone who could grow. I mean, like we've we've seen this guy grow. You know, he he was behind Westbrook and learned a lot from him, for better or worse. <laughs> and then you know, uh, teamed up with Chris Paul for a season, and he's grown like by leaps and bounds. This guy is an up and comer. And I think he's worth every penny. I'm super excited to have this guy on the team. I think it's, a, it's an amazing pickup. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's still pretty young, too. He's not old. So to have yeah. another playmaker back there with LeBron and AD, someone who can create his own shot, create shots for others. And as long as they can find some guys that can shoot above 30% in the playoffs then you've just replaced Danny Green. So that's not going to be hard. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was just 30%, and I think he's shooting like 38% from three-point. So, something like that. And yeah. so, like, you got a guy who can facilitate, who can also drive. I mean, like, he's really good in the paint. And then also, on top of all of that, he can catch and shoot. So, like... I think he's like the perfect compliment. And it's, I wasn't even thinking like that could even happen. I didn't think he was on the table, you know, like I thought that maybe they would get rid of um, SGA over there in OKC, the most hated team by us Seattle fans. Uh, Cause it is not the same team as ours. I'm just saying, uh, just got to throw a little bit of shade over there. Um, did you really think that they might have got rid of uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander? I thought they were just going to dump like a bunch of people and get as many picks as they could, and they're kind of doing that. I just thought, you know, that they could get more for SGA, and so I was just thinking, oh, they'll just keep Schroeder in because he's he's a scorer, and like you need someone like that to like just you know keep the fans a little bit happy and see some you know high. Uh, like some high scoring games, but yeah. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad they got rid of him because they could take Danny green. I mean, I think it would have been worth it to like, I mean, we, we could have, you know, paid half of Danny Green's salary and still get him off the team. And I would have been happy. So. I would agree. Um, by the way, I do have sports center on just in case there's another <laughs> Woj bomb that drops. So, <laughs> well, I saw I saw the color bouncing off your face, and I was like, I wonder if he's got it on just in case. I, I just turned it on; it's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, but then, then, like, let's get into it then, because, like, so you have Dennis Schroeder getting traded to the Lakers, and Danny Green, good riddance, going to OKC, going to exile, basically. Fine with me. He's probably going to get flipped and go to a contender. But, um, like, so you have that domino falling. And then it just seems like the rumors just start going like crazy. Like, we, we've got a lot of talk about James Harden and Russell Westbrook there in Houston. Um, and that that is pretty much dominated, like, all of Monday. Is, like, everyone talking about James Harden. What does he mean by, like, the cap video? Have you seen that, Dan? Uh, yeah, I saw that. I was just like, I wasn't sure what to read into that, but obviously when any player posts a video 
when they're near trade talks, when they're in trade yeah. talks, everyone reads into it their own way. So I don't know okay. what it means, but... Do you have any theories? Like, because it's like the biggest riddle. <laughs> like, this dude is hilarious. <laughs> like, just messing with people. I was trying to think of many theories. I just couldn't come up with anything. Because he didn't say anything. It's just, I'm taking a cap off a water bottle. Like, what? How do you read into that? I, I Like, for me, I look at it and just go, okay, no cap. Which to me says, you know, along with all the rumors uh, of going to Brooklyn, because they don't care about cap space, they're just going to sign whoever and go into the luxury tax. Like, like they, like that's what it said to me. But like, it's just been super funny to see all these people trying to figure out, you know, what this this riddle of a video means, and you know, having all kinds of. It's almost like. Uh, like you got like all like the red uh, yarn going back and forth between pictures of the conspiracy theory stuff. It's it's basically that, but for NBA fans. You know, I think you should just um, put like a blank W two form right by the water bottle, so people are just like, oh, luxury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, everyone's talking about Harden and Westbrook, so let's let's get into that, Dan. Uh, what do you think the likelihood is that either of them will be in Houston come next week? Um, I think Westbrook will be in Houston next week. I don't think James Harden is in Houston next week. Why? Because I think, I think they traded today. Yeah. Just be, or tomorrow, just because it's before the draft. So yeah. why would you not want those picks? Unless you want to be like, well, I want the first round picks next year because next year they're talking about that being one of the better drafts in a while. And this is viewed as one of the not so great draft classes. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I still think. Oh, Go for it. I still think James Harden gets traded either today or tomorrow. I could be wrong. It's happened a lot, believe it or not. Um, Westbrook, from what I've heard, the market is pretty barren for him. They just cannot find someone because he's at the tail end of his prime. He's making a lot of money. He struggled last year, especially in the playoffs. So I don't, I mean, some team will be willing to take him, but they're not going to pay the price that Houston wants. It's weird because, like, last week, if you had asked me, you know, who's going to get traded, I would be like, oh, Westbrook's getting traded, uh, or at least getting traded first. And now everything has shifted, and it's James Harden who, like, according to sources, is wanting out and saying it's Brooklyn or bust, and, like, forcing his way out, declining, declining $50 million a year. Like, that's insane. Like, I know he gets more in his, you know, shoe deal and, like, all that kind of stuff. He's got a lot of money, a lot of different avenues of revenue coming in. I get it. But $50 million is a big chunk of revenue. And he's saying, right. nah, that's fine. I'll pass on that extension. I don't want to be here. So I, I agree. I think Harden is getting traded for sure. Um, 
Yeah, maybe by the time this podcast comes out, he's already been traded. Uh, so where do you think, before we get into Westbrook a little bit, where do you think he could go? Like, do you think it's going to be Brooklyn? Um, I think, I don't think it will be Brooklyn, honestly. Because I think that it's going to come down to 76ers or the Nets. And it's okay. going to come down to who can offer more. Brooklyn is probably going to offer Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and DeAndre Jordan's contract to kind of match the contract of Arden. And then maybe some draft picks, but I don't know what draft picks they have because they're still locked up in draft picks from the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett traded 10 years ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, Philly has more because Philly has Ben Simmons. They have picks. They can offer Matisse Thibel. So I think that um, Philly would probably be the best option because – Ben Simmons is a better, has much better potential in the long term than what Karis LeVert and Dinwiddie have. And nothing against those two players. They're great players. Yeah, they're good players. But Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons just has a better future. And plus he's like, what, only 22 years old or something? Yeah, something like that. Like, I I 100% agree with you. Um, granted, if he does go to Brooklyn, that's insane. That team is insane. You got three superstars, as much as, um, like I know a lot of Sonic fans still love Kevin Durant and they, they want him to come back and everything. Um, when, when he went to, uh, the Warriors, he was kind of dead to me. Like I, (laughs) I, I will never respect that decision. Um, I know some people compare it to LeBron in Miami. To me, it's a little different because you have, like, they beat them. Like, they beat them in the West, and then he decided to go and be on that team. To me, that's, like, the most, like, shady move ever. Uh, But, granted, like, I know a lot of people love him. To me, I think he's a whiny baby. (laughs) He goes on the Twitter all the time and is, like, always getting into Twitter, weird Twitter fights, too. And then you got Kyrie Irving, Flat Earther, like, very talented. But, like, I mean, when they get Steve Nash on the team, too, to coach, and he's talking about, well, you know, I don't think we need a head coach. I think we're all head coaches in our hearts, you know? Like, I I don't, I don't like that. And then if you add James Harden, who, granted, is a great player. A phenomenal play, player, one of the best offensive players to ever come along in the NBA. But you know, there's been a certain drama with him as well, right. and so like you just add that amount of drama to the already super dramatic team of Brooklyn. And while I think they have like the talent, I don't see them being able to function as a team without you know like. Kyrie Irving's not playing three games because he's mad at James Harden for taking that last shot. You know, like those kind of scenarios. Like, I think it would like, and then you have Steve Nash, like his first season coaching and you're going to coach these three dramatic superstars. Like that ain't going to work. I mean, Mike D'Antoni is there to like support him, I guess. But I mean, also Mike D'Antoni 
do a great job with dealing with Chris Paul and James Harden or Westbrook and James Harden. So, like, I don't know. It, to me, it's just like, I, I, I see why they want it, but I don't think it would work, even if they got it. And, yeah, like what you're saying, like Levert and Dinwiddie, I don't think that's enough compensation as far as young talent. Like, not just potential talent with uh, picks. And I don't even know whether they have all the picks that they need to get a player like James Harden. But, like, just young talent, that's the way it always goes. You know? Like, you, like Sonics. Like, we, we hated it at the time. It turned out to be, I think, the right decision. But we trade Gary Payton, and who do we get back? Ray Allen. Like, you, you trade a superstar, and you get back a young all-star, almost all-star. And I'm sorry, Levert and Dinwiddie do not equal uh, that young all-star. Not at least, well, I don't think they ever will. We I think we've seen about enough from them to know what kind of players they are. And so I think that Houston, if they're smart and they're looking for that young you know, all started to kind of build their team around. I, I Yeah, I agree with you. It's 100% the 76ers because you can get Ben Simmons. Right. Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, but... And I don't think there's any way they trade Embiid. Like, I, I, I thought so, like, maybe like a month and a half ago, but the way things have shaken out, I, I now that they got Doc Rivers, I, I don't think that they trade Embiid. Um, yeah, I could see that. Plus, honestly, like, if you just want to think of, like, if Harden goes to Houston, I mean, goes to Philly, I mean, the fit would be so much better with Joel Embiid than it would be with Ben Simmons. Why? Because what is Joel Embiid's biggest strength? Battling down low in the post. He's very good at yeah. post. And now you have someone that can get the ball to him in the post. And as well, they can, Embiid can kick it back out to someone who can actually make a shot. And yeah. now it's the biggest knock on Ben Simmons is his shooting. But now if you have Harden, Harden commands double teams all the time. That would take so much pressure off Embiid and let him do his own thing. Plus a pick-and-roll combo of Joel Embiid and James Harden. Ooh, that's, that's killer. Good. Yeah, man, that, that rivals LeBron and AD for real. Like, to me, I think that if if the 76ers can pull it off and get James Harden, like, and, you know, you have Doc Rivers, who everyone says is, like, the key to unlock the sphinx of Tobias Harris. <laughs> but if Tobias Harris can get... Anything close to what he was two years ago under Doc Rivers, and then you have Joel Embiid and James Harden. Like I think that's just about as good as anyone else in the East. Like they could they could be real contenders. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, I just think James Harden is just so much of a he's just such a bigger upgrade than Ben Simmons right now. Like, yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons is down here. Harden is way up there. So the difference yeah. Ben is, Simmons has a high ceiling, but 
it, it'll be several years before he gets close to, you know, even moving forward to that ceiling. Like he's, he's got a lot to work on. He needs to, you know, don't talk to Danny Green, but go find someone else and learn how to shoot. You know, <laughs> like, well, Danny Green at least has the fact that he's a better shooter than Ben Simmons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's not saying much. Um, all right, so let's let's go, let's go back and let's go to Westbrook then. Uh, so, are you like I said, like a week? Do you, do you think he'll be there? Um, do you think he's going to be like on opening day, December twenty second? Westbrook is going to be this in the starting lineup for Houston. No. Yeah. Okay. I think that um, Houston right now, obviously, he wants out. He's requested a trade. He might yeah. have even demanded a trade. He does not want to be there. And usually, it does not work when you try to keep players that are unhappy. All yeah. The White Howard. Um, and Stan Van Gundy yeah. did not work out. Nope. So I think that right now the Rockets are still stuck in this alternate reality where they think that they can get something like a first-round draft pick for Russell Westbrook. But that's not going to happen because the market is not there for Westbrook. No. So they're going to have to suck it up and settle for a much – worse offer than a first round pick yeah i agree um i don't think that westbrook is going to be on the team um especially if they get ben simmons like i think it's just like he's too much money got to get rid of him and they'll they'll trade him for peanuts you know like i i feel bad i like westbrook i know you're not like the biggest fan of him uh, but I like him. I like his style of play. I like his athleticism. Uh, I like how he drives. And, like, I've never seen, maybe maybe other than Gary Payton, uh, I've never seen a point guard just beat up on power forwards down in the paint like he does. Um, so I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, okay, where does he go? Um like, I don't think any contender, and it's sad because he's coming to the end of his career. He is. He's getting older, and that's why Houston's not going to want to keep him. Um, and he's not going to be on a contender. He just isn't. Like, I, I feel like especially what we're going to talk about next with the Bucks. like, there really isn't a team that's looking for someone like Westbrook, at least not a contender. So then you got to look outside the contenders and say, okay, what teams are desperate to get people in the seats? Because they need like a marquee name to, you know, be like, all right, here's who's playing tonight. You know, watch the game. You know, because let's be honest, no one's going to be. <laughs> I mean, maybe some places they're going to have fans come in, uh, but we're all going to be watching from our couches. And it's like, all right, well, you know, uh, I've heard rumbles of the Orlando Magic maybe being interested in Westbrook. Uh, a la Steve Franchise kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, I've also, like, obviously, like, the big one is the New York Knicks. Um, I think it would be an incredibly stupid decision if the Knicks don't give everything they got to get them. Because they got nothing. Like, they have nothing really going. They have uh, R.J. Barrett, but, like, come on. 
Yeah. Well, they have Kevin Knox, too, and Mitchell Robinson. Those two showed some promise last year, but... Mitchell Robinson did. I don't, I'm not sold on Knox. I watched him, you know, in college, and uh, I don't see what everyone else is like, ooh, maybe him. But well, that's, but that's, the, that's the same with every Kentucky player. Everyone's just like, oh, he's from Kentucky. It's got to be a top 10 draft pick sort of thing. Pretty but, much. I mean, they don't, those two alone, and like, who is it, Julius Randle, they're not going to fill up stands. You need a superstar that is going to be NBA first team. Someone who can maybe give you hope of making the playoffs. So I think Knicks is probably the most likely destination because if anyone's going to be desperate and just throw anything in the kitchen sink, it's going to be them. Yeah. So. And at this point, like, I just think that they've, like, some of it is bad luck. You know, like, they've been, like, the worst team year after year, and they aren't getting the number one pick, especially, like, that Zion draft. Like, oh, man, that must have been, like, such a heartbreaker for those guys, but I was laughing so hard. Um, <laughs> but, like, so some of it is bad luck. But also, they haven't drafted particularly well. Um, you know, ever since Carmelo left, they've been, you know, the the garbage team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, New York right. Knicks fans, but they're they're in the gutter. And um, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, how do you pull yourself out? Well, you know, you, you look at these other teams and they draft well, and all of a sudden, you know, you get like the uh, the Philly situation with uh, the process, um, but they they haven't been able to put that together. And so, what do you do? Just get rid of all of it. Start over. Just trade. Just trade and get Westbrook. Get him in there. Let him do his thing. And who knows? Maybe Westbrook can lure in some other superstar. Like, he's a big name. People might want to play with him. Maybe not Harden, but other people might want to play with him. Well, I mean, there's some players in the NBA that want to play with him. And Excuse me. It's just sneezed, so my nose is gonna. Oh, no worries, man. We're but, all, we're all dealing with little colds. It's, it's okay. It's just um, 2020. It's true. It's not Corona though. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Knicks will just throw anything they can get towards Westbrook, and I mean, someone's got to play with them, right? I mean, yeah. Maybe he can, like you said, maybe he ends. Next year, I mean, next year is supposed to be a pretty good class from what I've heard. I don't know who's all coming out, but there's some good players. There's yep. always good players in each class. This year and, and Westbrook weak, is well-connected. Like, right. He's been a superstar for so long that everybody knows him. Everybody has a relationship with him, you know, for good or bad. But, like, the good part of that is, you know, people might want to come and hang out with him. And, I mean, like... Maybe not during, you know, coronavirus, but, like, New York is usually the place to be, you know? So, like, we're not talking about, like, Milwaukee, where it would be very hard to lure in a superstar to come and play. Um, so, I, I'm, I think there's not a price too high that the New York Knicks could pay to get Westbrook in there. I think they, they like, they should just give up the team if they're not going to go after him. Like, it's doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. 
Um, shall we move on to the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, let's talk about that that barren wasteland of Milwaukee. Yeah, I said it. I said it, Buck fans. Um, uh, yeah. All right, so Giannis, Giannis is going to stay for one year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh, they they went crazy last night. I saw someone tweet that like it was like my hometown team went into like the trade bar at midnight and got wild. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> like, uh, so what we're talking about, the Bucks, they traded Drew for Drew Holiday, got rid of Eric Bledsoe and Grant Hill and Georgia. a bunch of picks, right? Yeah. Like we're comparing it to the haul that uh, the Pelicans got for AD. Which just, I mean, like, the Pelicans are just, like, making it rain with draft picks, you know? <laughs> like, just going crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, like, they trade for Drew Holiday, and then they weren't done because there's a sign-and-trade happening with the Kings, and they're going to sign and trade away uh, Bogdan, but what, what is his name, Bogdanovich? Uh, Bogdan- <laughs> I never Bogdanovich. know, man. I, I'm so bad with those names. Um, sorry. Sorry, Bogdan. Um, but, yeah, he's going to go and be on the Bucks. So, like, a complete uh, rehaul of the lineup. You know, they got rid of uh, your guy, DiVincenzo. He's, he's gone. Uh, so, like, they've got this. They've got, obviously, they got Giannis. They got uh, Drew. Now they got Bogdanovich and um, your favorite player. You know, uh, they got Chris Middleton. You know, starting starting for him. Well, yeah. Let me just say something here real quick. Do it. Go, Danny's, the Danny's about will to go off. The never win a title with Chris Middleton. So the fact oh, he's still on that basketball team is outrageous. And here's the thing: I saw Shams tweet it. They're just like, he's just like. The Bucks have three star players. No, they don't. They have one superstar player, and then a really good player in Drew Holiday. Then they have a crappy player who rides the coattails of Giannis and Chris Middleton. And don't ask him to shoot a clutch shot in the playoffs, because that's not going to happen. Because remember in the restart, he didn't have Giannis, and he's looking around like, oh no, what do I do? Yeah. He's looking like a a kid in a candy store, just looking all over the place. Giannis, where are you? Come back. Yep. So I mean, I you remember that the uh, clutch game, uh, fourth quarter, he didn't score anything. He was like 0 for 7 or something like that. Right. And then he had like two threes in overtime and everyone like forgot about it. But yeah, uh, I agree with you. I know, like, some people might be like, oh, I think he's still really valuable. He just needs to, you know, get in better situations. Maybe with Drew Holiday at the point guard, like, he'll, he'll be in those better situations to get more catch-and-shoot situations. But you don't pay someone for catch-and-shoot situations that much money. Right. And you don't call someone a star if they need another star around them, 
A star player is a person that you think about that can go out, create their own shot, and create shots for others, not mm-hmm. someone who has to rely on a point guard to get them the ball like Clay Thompson. And there you go. Yeah. I just fired some shots at Clay Thompson. So I'm sorry. Well, I, I slightly disagree with you about Thompson. Uh, I think he can create more than definitely more than Middleton. Well, um, obviously, but, but yeah. you know, I understand your point. Um, you know, people people talk about him being such a superstar or whatever, all star, and like I just look at him and I go, I'd rather have JJ Redick. Like JJ Redick is the better version of Chris Middleton. Like, I mean, like, yeah, Middleton's bigger and whatever, but, I mean, like, J.J. Redick does everything Middleton does. Right, he plays defense. he just does it better and more efficiently. Right. I mean, a knockdown three-point shooter plays good defense. Same position. I mean... Yeah, like, what? It's... it's, Why do do we talk about him? Like, J.J. Redick isn't talked about as, like, a superstar or, like... Oh, he's the number two guy. No one says that about JJ Redick, but uh, we do for Chris Middleton for some reason. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it either. And now to the Bucks moves. Um, do you think that's enough for them to win a title? No, I definitely do not think it is enough. I don't think it's even close. Right now, I'll just start with the Drew Holiday trade. Honestly, like they talked about, well, Drew Holiday's defense is really good, but wasn't Eric Bledsoe first team all defense or something last year? Something like that, yeah. He's and a good George defender. Hill is known as always being a good defender. Yeah. So you lost another defender coming off the bench, and you gave up all these picks? For honestly, how much of an upgrade is Drew Holiday over Eric Bledsoe? I think he is a little bit of an upgrade. I think he's a big upgrade. Like, I actually, I, I love Drew Holiday. I watched a lot of the Pelicans games last year because I wanted to see as much, much <laughs> I wanted to see Zion, even when he's just sitting on the bench. I want to see Zion as much as possible. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I watched a lot of Drew's games, and I think he is... He is the better point guard version of Lou Williams um, and, and the better defender. Like, But he, he's one of those players that's just like an artist on the court. Like, He can create all kinds of situations for others and for himself. Um, so I really like that pickup. And I'm, I'm a little shocked at the amount of first-round picks that they gave away and even like uh, pick swapping that's going to happen. Like, I think it was too much, but then also like they had to do it. Like, what else were they gonna do? Like, Giannis is sitting in like the power seat here. He's got all the leverage in the world, and like really no good reason to stay in Milwaukee other than the fact that he he likes it there. Because like, if you look at that roster, I mean, we saw it in the playoffs. That roster sucked. It had so many flaws. And, like, once teams were able to, like, focus and have, you know, like, we're going to play them in a series, everybody knew how to stop Giannis. Everybody. 
like, I mean, even the Orlando Magic for, like, yes, they they got beat pretty handedly, but like there were a couple games there, including the first one, where they actually stopped him at least from getting you know thirty eight points a game, um, but like without him, they were nothing. And so I think like they had to do this to get Giannis happy. Um, so like you look around and go like, all right, well, they definitely needed a point guard because that's who you need to pair up with Giannis. You know, you don't have to get a, a superstar center. Um, you need a, you need a point guard and Chris Paul, uh, which we didn't talk about. We should just for a minute, but um, Chris Paul goes over with the Phoenix Suns. And then you look around, and you're like, who's available? And it's just Westbrook. And I don't think Westbrook and Giannis would work well together. They, you know, <laughs> they would have a lot of awkward bumping into each other down in the paint. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you look at it and go, like, who else could they have gotten? I don't think there's anybody. So, like, I understand, like, the desperation to, like, give whatever they wanted to get Drew Holiday. And I think he's a good enough player that it's not like a terrible decision, but I think it was a, a necessary one. And the Bogdanovich one, I'll be honest. I don't know a whole lot about him. I hear his name every so often and I know that he's good and he's an up and comer. He's a young player. Um, but I don't know enough to know whether he's like a game changer for their roster, but just looking at like the potential of other teams in the East, like the Celtics are always good. They have a good young core. Uh, they might get more players here. Um, 76ers, if they get Harden, uh, like to me, they're like the number one. And the Raptors are good. Um, you know, you got all these teams, and then we're not even talking about the West. And so I just look at their roster, and even now, I go, I don't, I don't see them being as good as these other rosters. I'm sorry. No, I I would agree with you. Because here's another thing that I've heard. Steven Adams could possibly go to the Celtics. The Thunder are looking to trade him. Yeah. The Celtics have, well, they have a lot of picks because they completely fleeced the Nets 10 years ago. And the Nets yep. are still paying for that disaster. <laughs> um. So... Boston, you know, they they obviously want to contend. They have two young, super up-and-coming superstars in Hart and Tatum and Brown. And then you have Kemba Walker. And why would you not go for it? I mean, yeah. you have the assets. They can create money. I mean, Gordon Hayward, they would have enough to, you know, get Steven Adams back. And Steven Adams would be a great fit. That would probably be enough to push them over the top of the Bucks. The Bucks right now, if you ask me, they're probably, I guess I would say they're the best team in the East. But I don't, I just think that there's other teams like the Heat and the Celtics that are just one good move away. And that's the yeah. thing. You want to be the team that, is, like, so good that another team is, like, two, three moves away from even being on the same level of you. I get it. It was desperation. We got to get Giannis the help he needs. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's enough, man. I just don't think it is. 
And I think the Bucks are going to be sitting there in the playoffs, staring down an exit in the second round. And yep. then bye-bye Giannis. And they're going to be like, crap, we should have got something for him while well, we could have. Yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting if they have some, like, you know, if they take a couple steps back early on in the season. I mean, that <laughs> that trade deadline... That's going to be interesting to see what happens because it's like they got a decision to make. You know, are they going to let this guy walk or are they going to get something for him? Uh, if, if you know, now, granted, if they're like, you know, again, the number one team in the regular season, then I think it'll probably be a different conversation. But, um, yeah, so uh, I guess we should also say that old guy, Chris Paul, uh, he decided to retire in Arizona. Um, he's, he's going to be a, a snowbird and go down there and hang out with all the other old people. Um, well, I guess actually he's hanging out with a lot of young people, but can show him the ropes down there in Phoenix. What do you think about that? Um, well, I think it was a good move for the Suns. I think he's a good fit with them alongside Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, but those three, it's not enough. No, it's not. It's strong. The Lakers the Lakers aren't messing around. They just won the championship, and they went out and they traded for a guy who averaged 20 points a game last year, and they gave up yep. Danny Green in a first-round pick. So the Lakers aren't messing around. They have their own big three, essentially. LeBron, A.D., and Schroeder, or Schroeder, whichever way you want to pronounce it. Yeah, let us know. If, if you're watching this, let us know on Twitter. What's the right way to say it? <laughs> For real. But, and then the Clippers, they could still trade for Westbrook. They want another superstar. They're yeah. not hiding that. And Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. It's not enough. Like, people are talking about it like, oh, does this make him a contender? And the answer is just like a flat no. Like, I'm sorry. I love, I love Booker. I think I think he's going to be like one of the best. Like I love his game. I mean, we saw it. We saw passion in the bubble. You know, going undefeated. Think about that. With all the adversity and everything, they went undefeated in the bubble. And that was really just on the on the shoulders of Devin Booker. And I love him. And I think it's going to be good for him to have another superstar on the team because he hasn't had that. He's had other good players, but he hasn't had a superstar like him on the team. And Chris Paul is a superstar, even at, what is he, like 68? Something like that. I mean, he's old, but he's still playing. Yeah, he knows how to ball, man. They're going to be calling him Uncle Chris soon. Yeah, pretty much. I was about to make the same joke, man. Uh, But, yeah, Uh, so – I don't, I don't think it makes them a contender, but I do think it makes them a better team, and it'll be fun to watch. So I think it was, it was a good one. Uh, but let's, let's get into it. Like, this is going to be a long show, uh, but, I mean, we, ha- we just have so much going on. We have to talk about free agency a little bit. Um, so let, let's go through. Uh, you picked out five different free agents, just five, and we're going to make some wagers here. Like, what, what are we betting? Um, $100 each player. 
Oh dang, that was way too rich for me, man. <laughs> I was thinking like, I was thinking like solid, like virtual high five. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess I'm, I'm pretty weak sauce about bets. Um, all right, <laughs> we're not betting anything. How about that? But let's see. All right, we got five five players you picked out, and we're gonna see where where we think these guys are gonna land. So let's start. I think probably with like the premier free agent this year, Fred Van Fleet. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with this guy? Um, that's a tough one. I'm going to give you a little surprise here. Uh, I think he will go to the Miami Heat. Yeah? I think it's going to happen. Oh, because I like losing, that. They're losing Goran Dragic. And they, they only have Tyler Hero. And what a nice... How are they losing Gorn? He's a free Did agent. come out? He's a free Well, yeah, agent. he's a free agent, but aren't they going to get him back? You don't I think they're, they're going to want to get him back? I haven't heard that, but I just think he would be a great fit. I mean, whether he's yeah, he would. man... I, mean, uh, I didn't even the, think about that. But I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good call. shots for Hero or Robinson, I think yeah. it would be a great fit. And I think it's a sneaky move, too, so... That's my prediction. What say you? Mm. Wow, you got me really thinking now. Cause like, I mean, like the way the way I put it, you know, I like again, I live here in Canada, and so like the Raptors are like everything as far as any NBA conversation. It's just dominated by Raptors, especially since they won championship, and all these hockey fans decided for once that they're going to care about basketball and pretend that they were the whole time. And then all they know is Vince Carter. But anyways, <laughs> um, I'm not bitter. Uh, but uh, the way I've always said it is Fred Van Fleet's got moxie. Man, like, I, I remember before they won the championship during the regular season, watching this guy play. And, like, he was only averaging, like, 12 points a game or something. And I was like, this guy's something. This this guy's got moxie. He's got passion. He's got grit. Like, I love him. I, I think I think he's a great player. And I think he should get beat. Like, he should be getting paid this year. Like, I know he's gone out publicly and said, that's what I'm about this year. I agree. That guy should be getting paid. Now, as much as I would love, and, I, and before the Drew Holiday trade i would have thought that milwaukee was looking at him because he's a good facilitator he's a good point guard he's a good defender but um now after that i i look around the league and other than your pick for miami which i don't know why i didn't think of it i just kind of like assumed that they're going to get Dragic back because they they you know like it seemed like a great fit but maybe you're right especially with the injury um but I look around the league and I just don't I don't see any of the contenders because he's you know, he's a championship guy. Like he right. he he wants another chip, you know, and he wants a chip for himself, not for you know, that's always gonna be remembered as Kawhi's championship. Um or Danny Green's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I I think that there's not a lot of teams that can afford him who are contenders like everybody's it's a weird year for free agency because we got like a lot of a lot of teams already like like with zero cap space 
Um, so here's what I'm going to say. Either, like, I know it's a, like a cheat to not give, like, just one. I think that Toronto would be out of their freaking minds. Masai would be out of his mind and not give him all the money that they have. Um, so I think most likely he's going to be staying with Toronto uh, and trying to run it back because everyone loves him and he deserves it. And there's not a lot else to like really move around for the Raptors. Uh, so I think they got to pay him. Uh, so I think he's going to stay with the Raptors, which isn't like the exciting call. But if he does leave, I think he would go to the Clippers. I um, think that the Clippers would work something out because I don't think that they're going to go after Westbrook. Um, no. And then you look around and, I mean, that was the team everyone was talking about. Oh, the Clippers are going to do something. Clippers are going to do something. And they haven't done anything. And I, I think that what they really need is a better point guard. No offense to Patrick Beverly, great defender, uh, great trash talker, but uh, you need you need to score a little bit too. When you're scoring two points a game in in the playoffs, like that's not great. No, <laughs> like you need a little more. Uh, so I think Fred Van Fleet would be like a great addition to the Clippers, um, but that's the only other team that I see him going with. I get what you're saying about Miami. But I, I'm just working with the assumption that they're going to keep Dragic, so that they're going to go after him again. But maybe you're right. Maybe the injury scares them, and they go, well, let's just go get this guy because he fits our DNA, which he does. Um, moving on, um, shall we go to Danilo Gallinari, however you pronounce that. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard one, man. Because, like, he's also, like, it's Fred Van Fleet. And then it's Danilo just, like, you know, he even posted the picture of, like, which team am I going to go to, you know, like, on Twitter. And so he's, like, definitely not going back to OKC. Um, and I look around, and I think, like, okay, he's he's toward the end of his career. Um, or at least his productive years of his career. And this is, like, the last time he's going to be able to get paid. Um I think uh, I gotta say Clippers. Like I just I just think that the Clippers are gonna they have to do something. Like they showed that this year. Like they gotta switch it up. They gotta like I'd be surprised if Lou Williams is still on that team come next season. I think there's gonna be some trades happening. Um but I, I think that they gotta they gotta add more. Which sounds crazy because on paper, like they should have been a championship team, but we all saw how how they fell apart. Um, I think that he would be a good pickup for them. Um, I know that he's already played there, but um, yeah, I would love to say Lakers because I think he'd be a great fit on the team, but I don't think he's going to take nine million. Uh, he might. Um... If I had to give a prediction, I would say the Nuggets. Yeah. I just think he's a good playmaker, and I think he'd fit well next to Jokic and Murray. Because if you looked at last year in the playoffs, they needed another playmaker. Someone who can knock down threes, create his own shot, create shots for others. 
And I just think he'd be a great fit with Denver. All right. I'm writing it down, man. I'm putting it down. On, I, I think you're right. Like, that that would be a great call. Uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, Lakers. <laughs> I don't even yeah. think there's any discussion there. Um, I will say, as a Lakers fan, like, I'm still scared. And even, like, he went on and talked with Chris Haynes. And he said something like, I don't have a team, Chris. When he was like, like, because Chris was like, you know, your team, the Lakers, you know, like we picked up Schroeder. And uh, he, he looked at Chris on Zoom and was just like, I don't have a team, Chris. And that just scares me. Like, I, I know that he's going to re-sign and it's all like negotiations for money. I get it. But still, I'm just like... Don't you say that. Don't you say that, Anthony. Right. Until you see Woj tweet at 12 p.m. or 3 p.m., whatever time it is, on Friday, Anthony Davis intends to resign. But if it goes on another day, I think Laker fans would be like, oh, oh, oh no, no, don't do this. For real. For real. You know There's going to be some serious team, freaking out. Every team is going to be like, they're gonna be giving. They're gonna be offering him everything in the kitchen sink. I mean, the Hawks. I mean, they got money. They got young talent. They got Trey Young. You might as well just try to go after him. Uh, like no. <laughs> I don't. Think <laughs> Not the Hawks. Like, yeah. I think I think like the Mavs. Like I, I could just see Mark Cuban being like, "Here is everything I have." Like like just offering it all But he's not going to do that He wouldn't do that to us right I mean Kawhi did it to Toronto So Yeah but it's Kawhi Um, Alright let's go to Brandon Ingram Alright You think he's going back with the Pelicans Um, I do I think one of the reasons they got rid of Drew Holiday Was because they were going to give Brandon Ingram a max contract. I yeah. think he is I think he's going to get a max contract. I think any offer because he is a restricted free agent, I believe. I think any offer that any team throws at him, I think the Pelicans are going to match it because they view that as him and Zion, they view that as their young core. Like those are the yeah. two players you want to build your franchise around. Yeah, and the Ball brothers. Uh no. Was it Lonzo? I shot thirty percent from three. Yeah, but he could. By the way, Lamelo Ball. For any of you who are wondering, he's going to be a bust. I'm going to give that bold prediction too. I'm saying he's falling to six. Um, I'm going to oh. be different because you're you're probably right about Ingram resigning with Pelicans because they're going to offer him the max, and you know it would be stupid of him not to take it. Like. You got you got Zion, and you want to be tied to that, you know. Like Zion's going to be there for a long time. Those rookie contracts they last a long time, and if he wants money, he's going to have to stay there. Um, now, that's as long as Griffin doesn't screw it up by not letting him play. Um, but like, I think they like it's the best situation for him to be there. Um, but I'm going to be different, just. Because it's not as boring. I'm going to say 
Celtics do some moving around, and the Celtics pick him up. Whoa! I I think that he would be amazing next to uh, next to Tatum, next to Brown. You know, even if they had to get rid of Kemba, I love Kemba, but I think that you know, go a little little bit younger. And go with Ingram, sign him to the max, get rid of Hayward. I love Hayward, too. Uh, he was super nice to me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I think that if in some alternate universe when with Ingram not deciding to go with the super max, um, I, I think that he would go with the Celtics. I, I could see that a little bit. I could see him in the jersey. Like with the green headband and everything, looking all Number droopy 14. eyed. Looking like he's high out of his mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, let's go to the last one here before we end up today. Uh, Montrez Harrell. Where's he going, Dan? That's tough. I think he goes to the Suns. You read my freaking mind. Sorry. Ah, dang it. I gotta pick something else now. Um, all right, you you explain why you make that pick while I figure out where I think he's gonna go now. I mean, can you imagine a pick and roll duo of Montrez Harrell and Chris Paul? I mean, Montrez Harrell is very athletic. I mean, that would almost be like a pick and roll duo of Blake Griffin and Chris Paul from back in the day. Just the athleticism, I think that he'd be a great fit because they have DeAndre Ayton, someone who can space the floor. And then you have Montrez Harrell running around, getting rebounds and doing all the dirty work. I think that would be a really fun team to watch. And I just feel like the Suns are like, you know what? We're going to try to go for it. And Montrez Harrell averaged 18 points a game. I think the Suns go after him. I think they get him. Um... I really like that. I really like that, and that would have been my pick had you not picked it. But I want to be different. And so I'm going to say that the Golden State Warriors, whoa, my most hated team in the NBA, other than OKC, uh, that they will move some stuff around. They'll move that number two pick. Is that what they got? Yeah, yeah, they got the number two pick. Uh, they're going to move that two pick. They're going to do a sign and trade. Get Montrezl Harrell out from the Clippers. But how does he fit next to Draymond? They're going to go small. They're going to they're going to go real small. <laughs> uh, they're going to they're going to have Draymond as center and Montrezl Harrell as power forward, and they're going to try to. Try to just everyone. I mean, I could see that. I mean, Draymond is better than Barkley, he says. So, I mean, maybe just, maybe it's his time to get down low in the post and average 28 points a game and grab 16 rebounds. You know, the new round mound. <laughs> round mound. All right. I don't know if any of that's going to come into fruition. Wouldn't it be insane after the last couple of days if, like, free agency was just, like, the most boring thing and everyone resigned from their teams? Right. And there was no trades on the draft. And <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even talk about the draft. 
Oh, I mean, like, I do think LaMelo's going to fall, but I don't, I, like, I feel like I just don't know these players very well. Like, I've looked up videos, and the ringers put out, like, a bunch of, like, like kind of mixtapes for these guys to kind of let people know who they are. But without the NCAA tournament this year, it's it's been weird to, like, not have, like, that, like, here's this player to the whole country, you know? Yeah, I'm going to give um, a little sleeper pick for the draft. This is probably me being biased, but Isaiah Stewart, he's going to go at number 20, I think. He's going to go late in the first round, and teams are going to wish they didn't pick him early because I think he's going to be superstar. I agree with you, uh, but I think what, whatever what, – what are the Spurs got in the, the first round? Oh, I I don't know. I think probably mid round. I I say the Spurs take him. I mean that would be a good fit because Greg Popovich is such a good coach. We saw what he yeah. did with Tim Duncan. Yeah, and like he's there. There is a precedence for him selecting UW players with Quincy Pondexter back in the day. And Dejounte. Um, that one didn't. That yeah yes, and like. Pondexter didn't work out. Murray worked out, but um, yeah, yeah, I think I, I think that could work. Um, I'm gonna say Anthony Edwards goes number one. Um, Do you think Wiseman? I watched, him, I watched him play at Georgia. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be super sorry. He is very good. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you think Wiseman's gonna go number two or? Um, I think James Wiseman. It's going to go to Golden State, but they're going to switch that for, and they're going to make a move. All right. Well, that's just a little hint, guys. Uh, our next episode will probably have a lot more to talk about with the Houston situation, Philly. I'm assuming that they're going to make a move. Um, lot, lots of free agent signings, probably. But we'll also be doing a little breakdown of the draft and maybe giving some grades to some of these teams and their picks. Um, but I think that about does it for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would love to rate and review and even share on whatever platform you're watching. Uh, we This might be a video on YouTube. We'll see. <laughs> We're testing out some things today. Um, but uh, you could reach out to us, let us know what you think of our picks, what uh, what you would like to see for free agent signings or uh, the draft, let us know on Twitter at WeWantOurSonics. Or you could reach out to me at Dean Lentini and Danny at Danny Lentini on Twitter and let us know if you think that we're just dead wrong. And until next time, we want our Sonics back. Boom. Look at that. That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs>